Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to another episode of Ask Me Anything. So I'm going through another six or seven questions that were sent in by you guys, the Instagram story. We did one already today. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and have a listen. I really enjoy this sort of content. Very random, very sporadic. Uh, we end up having some pretty good uh, thoughts and conversations around these. So I'll read you through the questions for today's episode, then I'll go through them all individually. The first one comes from Hulk Hogan Official. Thoughts on Dalvin Yukane call back to Origin Game Three, and actually comes from James Roch. Uh, will Brooks and Schuster make it work next year? And what key position is Manly lacking? From Trainer09, what do you think Cronulla should do with Kale Iro? Uh, interesting chat there. From Breads, out of you and Timmy, who is Barton? Who is Millhouse? Give you the hot fucking tip. Who's Millhouse? We'll get to that very soon. Uh, Rick's Hunter. You think Hopgood will be ready for Origin in 2024? From Ryan Souden, Guru, it's the question in everyone's mind. Why don't you follow a particular NRL team? And our last question, our last question is from Sean Leahy. Uh, do you ever, did you ever play when you were young champion? So a couple of fantastic questions to get through there today on this episode. Uh, then we'll have our preview for tonight's games coming your way a little bit later today. And maybe we'll try and sneak in one more of these. So plenty more content coming your way on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Make sure you have caught up on Biz and Break Evens. Uh, cracking episode this week with the great T-Rex T. Williams, the T-Bone. Uh, and then of course, tonight I will be on Hello Sport YouTube. So uh, for the live stream tonight of the Melbourne Storm Panthers game. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If you would like to tune in, I will be on uh, Hello Sport YouTube live tonight. Uh, having a few beers, shooting the shit. Should be a good little evening. Let's get into these questions. Uh, the first one comes from Hulk Hogan Official. Thoughts on Finney Kane call back to origin for game three. Uh, look, I said from the start of the series when Jake Trevojevic was ruled out, that he is a guy that I would have loved to have seen in this Origin side. Uh, not so much for his playing ability and whatnot, just for 
just for what he brings and the sort of character that he is, I think he would have been perfect for the New South Wales Blues during this series. He might have only played 30 minutes per game, but I just think he's got that he's got that steely edge that I think uh, we lacked a lot in our forward pack this year. So, Dale Finucane is a guy that I seriously would have considered for Game 2, and I seriously would have considered him for Game 1. I actually did think he was going to come in for Game 2, to be honest with you. I would have gone for him over Stefano, without a doubt, in Game 2. Uh, but as far as Game 3, look, it's a dead rubber. Uh, Dale's, you know, he's not getting any younger. I, I just, I don't see the point of bringing him in for game three in a dead rubber game. I think when the game, when the series was on the line and we had to win, I think that was the right time to bring in Dale. So as much as I'm a huge fan of him and I absolutely love him, would I bring him in for game three? No, I wouldn't. I think that if you are going to a dead rubber game, I would, and to be honest with you, I know it sucks getting, you know, whitewashed or whatever, but I, I like we've already lost the series. I honestly couldn't give less fucks. I, I would care if we were going for a whitewash. If we were trying to win 3-0, I would care, but them winning 3-0, I, look, we've already lost the series. I don't give a fuck. It, doesn't mean, it means nothing to me whether it's 2-1 or 3-0. I don't care. Once again, if we were doing the sweeping and we were going to win 3-0, I'd be heaps into it, but losing 3-0, I do not care. So for me... I probably wouldn't pick Dale Finucane. I wouldn't pick Dale Finucane for Game 3. I'd probably look in a different direction and maybe try and blood other guys. Maybe uh, like an Olukawatu, a Colum and Tungy, uh, these sort of guys that I'd be looking at. Spencer Lenu, for example. Uh, I wouldn't be going for Dale Finucane in Game 3. If it was a decider... I would be seriously considering him. But as you guys well know, it is not a decider because we bed shit in the first two games. So don't have to worry about that. But yeah, Dale Finucane, I think he would have been a good shout throughout the series, but I would not be picking him for game three in a dead rubber like this. Next one comes from James. Will Brooks and Schuster make it work next year and what key position is Manly lacking? Uh, yeah, when you say Brooks and Schuster, obviously, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've just worded this poorly or whatever, Jamesy, but obviously DCE will still be the halfback. Um, so Maybe you're saying who's going to are they going to make it work at five eight or whatever? I would suggest that Luke Brooks will almost definitely be the five eight next year. Uh, I think that if you're going to sign Luke Brooks, you're going to play him in the halves. There's nowhere else to really play him. Uh, and I can't imagine Manly signing Luke Brooks and then not playing him. So I think he'll be the five eight. Josh Schuster, where will he play? Good chance he ends out on the edge. He could play in the 13 jersey, but he's just got to sort his defense out first, uh, which is a serious problem at the moment. Um, Schuster recommitted to the club, which I didn't actually expect to happen, to be honest with you. Uh, but he spoke in a very positive way about the club and about where he's at and what the club means to him. So uh, we just need that to shine through uh, to on-field performances, which for me... They haven't this year. He's had he's had moments where you've just sat back and gone, wow, this kid is amazing. This this kid could be anything, as I would say. But then I've had other moments where I've just gone, fucking hell, he just he cannot be out there defending the way that he is and coming up with some of the plays he is. So he's got to find balance, Josh Schuster. The advantage he's got is that the potential and the talent that he naturally has is just off the charts. He's just got to sort the other things out. Maybe Luke Brooks arriving and putting a bit of pressure on Josh Schuster. I mean, yes, Cooper Johns arrived this year, but did anyone expect Cooper Johns to realistically take the six jersey off Josh Schuster? I don't think so. Now I'm looking at it going, hey, Josh Schuster's the second choice 5'8". Maybe it's a little warning shot to him to see what he's got and see how he responds. Sometimes uh, sometimes a really good squad with a lot of depth in key positions can be the best thing for players because it can put a bit of a firecracker up their ass. So we'll see what happens with Josh Schuster. Uh, but I would be tipping he'd be playing on the edge. But I'll tell you what. If Josh Schuster's going to play on the edge, I would be petrified as Manly running out with Schuster and Luke Brooks defending together. I think that that is going to open up 
a real can of worms. They're going to have to both sort their defense out or it could be serious drama. I think as far as the 13 jersey, I called for it in the preseason. I think in attack, Schuster would just about be tailor-made and perfect for the role. But defensively, I, I just question how much work he's going to have to get through in the middle, how much he's actually going to get through, how successful he's going to be there, and how much he's going to have left in the tank to do what he can do in attack if he's defending through the middle. Because teams are going to force him to make 35, 40 tackles. It's going to be part of every single team's game plan. Send traffic at Schuster, make him work, put him under pressure. Uh, And, yeah, I just question how that would all play out. All right. From Trainer09, what do you think Cronulla should do with Kale Iro. Uh, this is a guy that I'm very, very excited about. I think he's got a huge future in our game. He reminds me so much of Val Holmes. It's not even funny. Uh, he was He's my early tip for probably my guy that I'm tipping to really explode next year. The reason why I was a little bit hesitant, if you follow my Instagram pretty closely, you know that I put out a post about this uh, about six or seven weeks ago, that he's my guy to sort of explode next year. But I just don't know if he's going to get the opportunities at the Sharkies, realistically, with their back line. I think he is first grade ready now, and I think he would come in and do very, very well. I'm hearing rumors that he might be leaving. I, I have got nothing solid on that. It's just rumors going around. I haven't spoken uh, to the man himself or anything like that. But uh, there are rumors circulating that the Parramatta Eels could snatch him up for next year, and I think that would be a fantastic move for him. Uh, I believe he signed with the Newcastle Knights a couple of years ago. They let him go, which could be another one that could come back to bite them in the ass. Went to the Sharkies, and I'm hearing there's a good chance he could end up at Parramatta. But that is just rumors. There is nothing concrete there whatsoever. So wait and see what Ito does. Uh, But I think that wherever he is, I think he can be a genuine star in this league. And uh, normally when I pick a guy at the start of the season, they're they're normally forwards. Uh, You know, your Harry Grants, your Ruben Cotters, your Jermaine Hopgoods. But I do think that this kid can really come out and brain it. So very, very excited about him. And I hope, I just hope, I I don't really care where he is next year. I just want to see him playing first grade and give it an opportunity in first grade because I think at centre uh, he could really do some damage. Very, very similar to Val Holmes. The way that he moves, the way that he cuts very, very similar to Val Holmes. So very, very excited about him. But yeah, Cronulla, look, if they are going to keep him, I think they have to find a way to get him into this side. Whether that's moving Siffer, maybe back into the forward pack, maybe it's carrying him on the bench. I'm like, they don't really need the two hookers, but I mean, if you've got Connor Tracy in the squad, do you want it, who would you rather carry on the bench, like a center or a guy in Connor Tracy that can cover center, halfback, fullback, 5'8", hooker, um, and do it at a very high click? So Sharkies are in a bit of an awkward spot, and I'm I, and if I was here, I'd be looking in a different direction. I would be looking to move clubs, despite the Sharkies being a great place to be, and I'm sure he loves it. Opportunity, uh, I, I'm just not sure how he's going to get it uh, there at the Sharkies. So very interesting balancing act to see how it goes. I do think the Sharkies could let go of either a winger or a center at the moment and replace them with Eero. And I think it would be a good move because I think he would be on less money. Uh, and I think he could level up with a lot of guys that are in that back line at the moment, despite how good they all are. So interesting times. I'm not so, quite sure how this one's going to play out, but we'll see what happens. Uh, all right. This one comes from Brad. Out of you and Timmy, who is Barton? Who is Millhouse, mate? Timmy Williams has got Millhouse written all over him. It has to be Timmy. I'm not even going to spend too much time on this question, but it has to be Tim. He's obviously away in Europe at the moment, so he can't defend himself just the way that I like it. Uh, but it has to be Timmy Williams. I will say this, though. When we get on the drink and it gets a little bit loose and a little bit wild, I think our roles might reverse. Timmy, uh, definitely a known ripper and terror, and I'm sure he will be doing some serious 
serious damage whilst he's over there in Europe. So hope Timmy has a great time. We look forward to seeing him again in two weeks. We have the Supercoach Spy from the SC Playbook Universe joining me on Biz and Break Evens this week. As I said the other day, last time I spoke the Sword Spy was at the Caxton about 2 or 3 a.m. on Magic Round. Champion fella, really looking forward to cutting it up with him. But yeah, Tim's Millhouse. All right, uh, next question. Rick Suntar, 15. You think Hopgood will be ready for Origin in 2024? I'll be honest with you. I think he's ready for Origin in 2023. I think he would handle himself very well there. I think he would come in and he just feels like a Ruben Cotter, you know, and this is why I like these sort of guys. He feels like the sort of guy who would come into Origin and there'd be two injuries and Billy Slater would have to go, hey, I know it's your debut, but I need you to play 80 minutes and Hopgood would go, yes, sweat, I'll do it. And he would absolutely nail it. I think that he's one of the best offloaders in rugby league. He very rarely gets it wrong. I do remember uh, I obviously spoke him up in the first five weeks and he killed it. And then I think it was around round six or round seven uh, with with them behind on the score, but he threw an offload and he got intercepted and scored. And, geez, the messages I got was unbelievable. I just sat there and thought, fuck, you people are just looking for a reason to get stuck into this guy and looking for a reason to give me shit over this pick. But uh, more than happy to say the runs are on the board and Hopgood, he has turned out to be an absolute weapon. He has had a fantastic season. And I think that if it wasn't for him playing so many sporadic games over the years, I think he would be an absolute shit-in for Rookie of the Year. But unfortunately, he's played too many games in the past. But I do think he's a guy that Billy Slater will be keen on. Uh, similar to Ruben Cotter, I just I, I know that Billy Slater will be able to see what he's able to bring. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an 18th man for Origin this week. Oh, actually, he plays a game this weekend, so probably not. But I genuinely do think that Hopgood, uh, he will play Origin next year. I think he will be in that side. I think he'll get an opportunity at some point. And I think once he gets in there, he'll be very hard to get out of there, to be honest with you. Huge fan of this guy. Absolutely love his story. Love how hard he works. Love love that he's got. He's tough as nails. He gets through a heap of work. He's got this brilliant offload. But his skill set, I think the, the role that he plays as a link man is very underrated as well. I think the more you watch Hopgood, the more you'll start to appreciate just how talented he is in so many different ways. All right, next one comes from Ryan Seldon. Guru, it's the question on everyone's mind. Why don't you follow a particular NRL team? Spoken about this a lot over the years. Yeah, look, I genuinely don't have an NRL team that I go for. Uh, most of you listeners that are long-termers, OGs, will well and truly know this. For new listeners, I don't. I, uh, I I sort of cheer on players. Like, a hop good, obviously. I absolutely love that guy. I'll cheer him on. But I'm not a Parramatta fan. When I grew up, my favorite player was Freddie. Uh, so I always cheered Freddie on. After Freddie sort of moved through a couple couple of guys, and I've, all, I've got soft spots for guys, there's no doubt about that, uh, up at Newcastle, Jackson Hastings, um, a good mate of mine who I'll always cheer on, and I will always back in there, I'll, I'll call him out when he doesn't have good performances, or if I think something he's done doesn't make sense, because I've done it on a number of occasions, but guys like that that I like in the league, guys that I appreciate, and guys that I think have got big futures are the guys I sort of go for, on top of that, take my super coach pretty seriously, so super coach draft this year, uh, I've obviously got Nath Cleary, so I'm pretty heavy on the Panthers, enjoy watching them. I've got Corey Horsburgh and Joe Tapanay, so I'm pretty heavy on the Canberra Raiders. I drafted Cody Walker and Campbell Graham, so I was really enjoying watching South Sydney this year. Has been a couple of changes and whatnot, but yeah, genuinely don't have an NRL team. Never really had. I've always sort of gone for players, and I think because Freddie was my favourite kid, people try and pin me as a Sydney Roosters fan, uh, but not really. I've just always been a huge Brad Fittler fan. Uh, my mates that I grew up with uh, would be able to tell you that when Freddie retired, uh, my next favourite 
favourite player was actually my first ever could be anything. A uh, kid that I'd watched play New South Wales Cup for the last year or two that I loved, Jamie Soward. Uh, he came in, played for the Roosters, went to the Dragons. And I sort of followed Sowie, and then my mates all gave me shit. I was a fucking Dragons fan. Then I was a Panthers fan, apparently. Then I had a brief spin as a London Broncos fan. So following players has always been my sort of thing. Uh, and I think it always will be. I don't think I'll ever really have a team. My missus, she's a mad South Sydney fan. I obviously live in South Sydney. Uh, but yeah, I've never really had any connection to the Rabbitohs or whatnot. Enjoy what they do, the South Sydney Rabbitohs in the community and how they play their footy. But yeah, genuinely don't have a team I go for, but I'll be pushing shit uphill uh, to make sure that my kids aren't Rabbitohs fans because I think my wife will indoctrinate them very, very quickly. So yeah, guys, genuinely don't have a team. Uh, I am just a fan of the game. I love players. Uh, I love my super coach side, essentially. So yeah, that's sort of how it is. A, l- a little bit odd, but I also think that it's a blessing in that um, it allows me to do what I do and do my work and try and be as unbiased as I can. The only time I probably am biased is around state of origin time. Love New South Wales, hate Queensland, uh, which is a bad combination over the last ugh, lifetime that I've lived. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the only time I might be a little bit biased. And I'm happy to wear that, but I think I'm pretty neutral even when it comes to state of origin. Great question there from Ryan. Uh, next one comes from Sean Leahy. Did you ever play when you were younger champion? I did, mate. Not very well. Um, I always found that you know, I was in a team when I was 15 or 16 that was absolutely star-studded. I couldn't get near the starting side. Uh, we, we had a couple of guys that it, – it's actually amazing that none of no, none of those guys went on to play first grade or anything like that. It's fucking wild. Some of the guys we played against did go on to play first first grade, a few guys out of the mascot jets and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, none of the guys that I played with in that team went on to play first grade, which is wild. I think a few of the boys went off the rails a little bit, got themselves in a little bit of curry. Uh, but, yeah, I was in a very good team back then. Um, and I remember our coach. He was a champion bloke. He used to sort of talk game plans and all this sort of stuff. And I would, I, I genuinely think I would always understand it better than anyone else that was in that side, but could never execute it. Just never had the ability to be able to back it up. Whereas there was other guys in that team who had the ability to be able to back it up, but I don't think they had the understanding of the game uh, and of game plans and whatnot. So it was always sort of frustrating. I loved playing. I really did enjoy it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, but yeah, I was I was just simply never good enough to really make a dash at it, and I think that uh, coaching, common, I mean, if you want to call what I do now, commentating or whatnot, uh, was always where my ability sort of lied. It just that. Um, you know, it, it took me so long to realize how I could utilize the skill set I have. And thankfully, podcasting, social media, and all that has come along. Guru, bloke in a bar, and it's uh, it's, it's allowed me uh, to utilize that. But yeah, played when I was younger, mate. Um, depending on what size I was at the time, I could be anywhere from the front row to 5'8 to hooker to lock. Probably my favorite position was probably hooker, though. I really enjoyed uh, playing out of nine. I love, that's what, like, I loved watching Cameron Smith's career. That's why I love Harry Grant so much as well, because I think the a real art to being a hooker. It's why I always, and I've been talking about this for years, if you guys know, it's why I've always paraded Ben Hunt to nine because he 
he truly understands uh, the the little things that matter to being a genuine hooker, and it's something I've always really appreciated in Benny Hunt and champion hookers. So probably hooker or lock is my favourite, but did quite often end up in the front row and definitely wasn't equipped to fucking handle that. I'll tell you that much for free. Uh, cheers for tuning in again, guys. I have our preview for this afternoon's two games or tonight's two games coming your way very soon, and hopefully we'll get through another podcast like this. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.